I showed a few colleagues and they looked at me. I tell you, Laura, they looked at me (laughs) and they were like, what the heck are you doing? They're like, you should be pursuing this. This is not something that just sits on the sideline. And I think that was what I needed to be pushed off that cliff with two feet into Mm -hmm. the unknown. Yeah. But funny enough, so I did resign. And I told them about all the duties just as a mom and that kind of thing that I was doing. And they looked at me like I had three heads. And it was that moment where it all made sense to me that I was trying to do too much. And everything just seemed to not be falling into place. So I gave my notice. Welcome to the Bossit Podcast. My name is Sophia Noreen and I took an Etsy startup and launched it in big box retailers within 12 months. As a creative with an entrepreneurial drive, I left my full-time career in healthcare to find better harmony between career, family, and self-care. We believe you can have it all. Yes, you can launch and run a successful, scalable business while maintaining harmony in all aspects of your life. We believe we can learn from each other and draw on many experiences to create the best life possible. During each episode, we will share proven life hacks that will keep you on top and striving every day. There should be no hesitation. Make a plan, take action. We are here for you. Welcome everyone here at Bossit. Sophia Noreen and me, Laura, are so excited to give you a little insight on our entrepreneurial journey. But first, we would love to hear from you. Join us in our Bossit community by heading over to our website, bossitclub.com, and join our mailing list. As we grow, we will be launching our community of fellow Bossit BFFs, and we want you to be a part of it. Okay, Sophia and Noreen, let's dig into this. I can't wait to tell them all about how we got here. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. All our amazing listeners heard in our last episode, Sophia and Noreen, you started out in the healthcare field. And fast forward to today, are running a successful product-based business. So like, what the heck? I want you to fill in the blanks for us. How did you get here? Oh my goodness. So guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, I'm going to tell you today a little bit more about how I got into this crazy world of entrepreneurship and running on my own business. As I was actually, and I still am, a registered physiotherapist. I was working in a really cushy job, like many people are before they go on this journey. I was working at a local hospital and I had a full pension, 100% benefits and uh, four weeks vacation. I didn't need to work on the weekends anymore. I didn't need to work in the evenings anymore. And a lot of people were just like, what is she doing? My story really starts with the fact that there was something missing in our product-based world. As a Muslim mom, we realized very quickly that our children didn't have very much exposure to our cultural holidays, Eid and Ramadan. Of course, like any mom, we started to take it upon ourselves to DIY and to look at other ways of bringing the culture and religious aspects into the home during these times. And so I tell you, Laura, I literally started looking on Amazon and I was looking for Eid balloons. I almost bought Eid balloons for $30, like latex (laughs) balloons that were like just 10 latex balloons and they weren't even rated well. At the time I had a colleague of mine that worked with me in the clinic and her name's Katheja. Shout out to Katheja because without her, I don't think we would have actually gone very far. She was that person who was like, oh my gosh, can you please hurry up and just 
make the money envelopes. She was trying to buy that C principles and go ahead and glue them together. And she was trying to make money envelopes to give to the kids. We give money traditionally. So back home in the Middle East and um, Asia, a lot of these places don't generally have money envelopes. I know some Eastern cultures, they have money envelopes, like Chinese New Year, you get the red lucky envelopes. So uh, I thought, why don't we have something like that? And it would really energize the kids. They'll see the money envelopes. And of course, kids like money, but little kids don't have any concept of money. So the envelopes, we designed them to be really cute. And they were a hit. That was our first product um, coming out. I was pretty bold. And I started doing the manufacturing overseas because I just wanted to make sure that it was affordable for every family that wanted to celebrate Eid and Ramadan in the same fashion with money envelopes and with party decorations, all those bells and whistles that come along with celebrations. We wanted to make it affordable and we took some risks. We went to scale the business faster, I think, than most would have, given the fact that it was a very new concept. Money envelopes had come out, but not at that same scale. And right out of the gate, so many people loved the product. The first year we sold out and then the second year I ordered a larger amount and we were very fortunate to start scaling very quickly. We were able to enter Indigo, which is a bookstore in Canada. And we entered a few of their stores and they even let us hold events. We had um, release of greeting cards. We had some toys on the market. So Laura, I went like full gangbusters on products. Like <laughs> I didn't hold back when I have an idea in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't generally stop. Yeah. So but- it all basically came from this need in the market. As a mom, you recognize that what you were looking for wasn't out there. And so you just took it upon yourself to go source it and make it and have it brought to people in an affordable way. And I think that's so awesome. 100%. That was the biggest thing. And I think given the fact that I was that customer, it was even easier to push it. I think also I was surrounded by people who also needed the product. So that was also another motivating factor. So you need to know, I guess, a little bit about the job, right? Like the fact that I left my full-time job. Yeah. You had this amazing idea and you followed it all the way through. And as you said, like huge dedication, came out with a massive product line and did some amazing launches in some big box retails. I guess currently then what does your uh, journey look like now? So I know a lot of people sometimes go all in and just quit their day job, but tell us a little bit more about what that current situation looks like for you. I, I guess I was doing it for about a year as like a hobby shop. It's a seasonal business. It was only six weeks. And then I decided to go one step further and I went to a convention and I came back from the convention and it was a good convention. I felt, oh, a lot of people liked the products and I got some good feedback. The sales were not as great as I thought they would be. But when you go to events, I said, oh, I'm there for networking, which I did. So it's great. When I got back to the office, so I'm working my full-time job at the hospital, I showed a few colleagues and they looked at me. I tell you, Laura, they looked at me (laughs) and they were like, what the heck are you doing? They're like, you shouldn't be pursuing this. This is not something that just sits on the sideline. And I think that was what I needed to be pushed off that cliff with two feet into Mm -hmm. the unknown. Yeah. 
But funny enough, so I did resign. I gave them a very, I gave them four weeks notice because I think I also needed that four weeks buffer time to just wrap my head around what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Ironically, another job presented itself. And I told this other job, I said, I don't mind helping out, but I do not want to work full time anymore. I want to work part time. I, I was also in the midst of trying to juggle the family with the young kids, working full time and a job that was not ending at 4 p.m. It was going well past into my night hours. And I wanted to also work on also Sophia, which is a product-based business. So when I made the request to be part-time, they scaled the job down and they actually wrote, they basically wrote that they would accommodate to my needs. And so I said, okay, like, why not? I'll do the part-time work. I'll work on also Sophia part-time. And so that's what I'm currently doing. Uh-huh. The product-based business continues to scale. We, we managed to do Walmart last year. So that was fantastic. And let's see where we go. I, I still want to work part-time. I think, like you said, uh, it's everyone has a kind of a different path. Uh-huh. So yeah, I guess that's where I am in, right now in, in the present moment. I'm working part-time. I'm working on also Sophia part-time. So yeah, basically Bossa Club is going to be my new baby because also Sophia is growing up. It's in the toddler stages. And of course, my clinic part-time work is there and I'm, I'm fully dedicated to that as well. I guess I'm just a person who just likes to do a lot of things. <laughs> She's just a mom juggling all the things. Yeah. Okay. So I love that. Thanks for giving us sort of the insight on your journey and how, who you are and where you came from. That's amazing because I'm your BFF and I know all the dirt. I think it's time to share with everyone else. (laughs) Oh, what kind of dirt are we talking about? So let's do a fun little rapid fire question round. I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions and I just want sweet, short, simple answers to let our listeners get to know you. Okay. You ready? I'm ready, girl. Okay. So sweet or salty? Definitely sweet. Yeah. You like the sweet. Mm. What is your favorite indulgence? Oh my gosh. Laura Secor chocolate dipped ice cream cone. (laughs) I don't even think you know that. I think this is new, but I do know your love for ice cream. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Chocolate. What is your favorite place you've ever visited? That is a difficult one. I was very fortunate to visit a lot of places. Well, name something that sort of sticks out in your mind or something unique or different. I really enjoyed going to China. We went for a vacation and we were only there for a few weeks, but I really enjoyed it. I also liked Africa though. So it's a toss up. Yeah. Oh, both amazing places. Who wouldn't love that? And I know the answer to this, but everyone else needs to know. What is your favorite activity for relaxation? Oh, yes. This is, you should know this. (laughs) How do you get Zen? (laughs) I do yoga and with that comes meditation every week. Yep. She loves her yoga. Amazing. I'm going to ask you one last question. I would love to know what is the best part so far about being your own boss? Oh, wow. I really think it is the speed of execution. I love being able to see things happen. I love to be able to basically move as fast as I want to go. That's what I love about being my own boss. Before, if I was working for a company that was larger, it would take a long time to see results. Mm -hmm. And now if I want to start this podcast, we can start it 
in as much time as we need. It's like Parkinson's yeah. law. The time you give it is the time it will take. Essentially, I love seeing things happen quickly. And fast. <laughs> and, and I apologize to Laura for that in advance because sometimes she's just like, I'm so, what do you say, Laura? You're like, my brain is full. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do any more. You're, like, you're like, take a lap. I'm not talking to you about this today. <laughs> it's so true. So true. All right. Girl. It. It's my turn. I get to ask you a bunch of questions yeah. so people get yeah. to know who Laura Elizabeth is. Let's do it. Okay. So everyone, Laura was a chartered professional accountant and she actually still is, but I want her to give us a little more insight on her journey in being her own boss. So Laura... I want you to start from the beginning. Oh, goodness. How did you get <laughs> from being a chartered professional accountant into photography full-time? Okay. So I started out in business out of college. I graduated and knew that I wanted to own my own business. It's always been something that in the back of my mind, growing up in an entrepreneurial household that I wanted to do. So I graduated from college. I was ready, set to own my own business. I had my business plans drawn up and applied to every place I possibly could to get money and kept meeting that with a lot of resistance. I just wasn't able to get enough capital to go forward with the plans that I wanted to do. So at that point, I had to stop and reevaluate and decide what I could do as a person living in a small town. I wanted to be successful at whatever it was that I was going to do, but I just didn't quite know that path. So I continued on at university in business at the university level and decided to become a chartered accountant. And after completing that, I worked at a public firm for about five years, got my designation and my feet wet in that area. But while I was doing that, I also started a family. And as a mom with young kids, it's so hard to balance a career that's extremely demanding on your time. We had to work during tax season on Saturdays. And I just found it very hard because my partner is also a self-employed individual too. I found this passion as a new mom photographing my babe, <laughs> my first babe. And that passion just grew into a side gig. And I started the, doing the photography just on the side to fill a passion that was in me. So after about three years of juggling, working full-time, doing photography on the side, I came to a crossroad where I just knew that how I was living my life at that point wasn't working. There was just too many balls in the air and I couldn't keep everything straight because I had that business backing and that desire to always own my own company. I basically just quit my full-time job and did photography. So you literally jumped in two feet. Yep. I think I had a conversation one night with a group of girls and I was telling them, okay, I go to work for this time to this time and then I leave and then I come home and I edit or I'm coming home and shooting someone and I told them about all the duties just as a mom and that kind of thing that I was doing and they looked at me like I had three heads and oh it was God. that moment where it all made sense to me 
that I was trying to do too much and everything just seemed to not be falling into place. So I gave my notice. Well, I do say I jumped two feet in and totally went a full-time photographer. I do want to backtrack just a smidge. There were some calculated risks that I did make in doing that decision. I think that I did do some preparation of our lifestyle in order to go forward with that risk. So it wasn't totally spontaneous. Yeah, I think it's important to note that it wasn't like total cold turkey, just for our listeners out there. Yeah, that's perfect. So basically, so they know that Laura being the responsible professional chartered accountant knew that she needed to do X amount. I would say that I just made some lifestyle changes and we made some life decisions before doing that big jump. So we as a family had some good footing in terms of we had been building and moving a lot in our houses and also just making some financial decisions on what we weren't going to spend anymore now that I was making a new jump on a career. So there was some prep because like you said, I am a chartered accountant as well. Mm -hmm. And I do like to take some calculated risk. (laughs) You strategically planned your lifestyle to match your income level. Because let's face it, it is a difficult transition and it's something that a lot of people may not consider when they're looking at their passion project or their side hustle. Why is it that they're still working their full-time job? Because it's the one that actually pays the bills. Mm -hmm. And that's a reality for a number of years while a business is being established and they're not alone on that journey. I think everyone has to go through that. And one of the options is what Laura did in that she jumped in two feet, but she definitely compromised different aspects. So Mm -hmm. luxuries that you had before you sacrificed when you just had started becoming full-time with your photography versus what I did is I actually am sacrificing my time because I actually work more at night. And Laura knows this very well. I, I work the midnight shift many times because when I work with manufacturing partners, I can only speak to them in the middle of the night anyways. Even though I work a, a day job half of the week, the other half of the day from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., I'm actually up doing work, which mm-hmm. some people would say, oh, I can't do that's not the lifestyle for me. And you just have to look at your own abilities before taking that journey. That would be my advice? Like what can you stomach making sacrifices financially or do you stomach your time? Because face it, you need to somehow find time to expand and scale your business. For sure. I have to ask you a very important question. What is the one thing you learned about being self-employed that you didn't expect? Okay. I think even being prepared for going to business school and growing up in a home of self-employed people and also having a partner that is self-employed, I still learned a lot. (laughs) One thing that I'd say is when I originally left my full-time job, I was so gung-ho that I was going to have so much time, so much free time to work on this business. And I think the reality of that is not true at all. Because priorities shift and things change, you definitely don't get all those hours magically appearing the way you thought you were. And so from that, I really realized quickly that workflows and processes are a necessary thing in any business because you need them to keep on track. There's so many demands as a parent and 
a business owner, in order to keep that all balanced and the boundaries in place, you need to have those workflows and processes mm-hmm. in place. 110%. And then when you expand your team, they need to know what those operating practices are in order to help you scale and grow your business. Mm-hmm. And then they're already there. So it's so helpful. Exactly. It's like, why recreate the wheel over and over again if you can do it once? It's just like anything, even like a simple email copy can help you quickly go through a workflow or a process. For sure. Templates are my best friend. (laughs) That is amazing. We're going to learn a lot more from Laura because I'm sure she has a lot more to offer us in regards to what she learned. But I have to ask her the same exact question she has asked me. Okay. So Laura, you're going through rapid fire because (laughs) I feel that our listeners want to know. So sweet or salty? I'm going to be twinning with you on this response. I'm also a sweet lover. Laura's a Dairy Queen lover, guys. Huge. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Favorite indulgence? Please don't tell me it was Dairy Queen. Definitely love ice cream, but I also love gummy bears and I love when they're stale. (laughs) Crazy. I never understood that. We've been friends since uh, we were six years old and I still don't understand why on earth you'd want to eat stale gummy bears. But anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Favorite place you've ever visited? Oh my. I could see how this question was hard. Yes. I've been fortunate to have some family live in some really awesome places. So we've been able to visit. I'm still going to go with Canada. I do love Canada. My heart resides out West. I still love the mountains and the lakes. I love out West. And your favorite activity for relaxation. So because I live in a small town Mm -hmm. that's surrounded by tons and tons of water, as a family, we've started to make our fun time out on the water. So paddleboarding, boating, swimming, any of the above, those are my happy place. When we are out on the boat at sunset, yeah, that is my relaxation right there. That's fantastic. Everyone needs to relax, guys. And I highly encourage everyone to think about the relaxation time and make it a habit. All right. So I think that's it. We've learned a little bit about me, a little bit about Laura. And I know as you guys continue to listen to the podcast, you're going to learn so much more about both of us. If you have any questions at all, feel free to send us an email. Our email is podcast at bossitclub.com and it will be linked in the show notes below. If you want to hear something specific please send us an email so we understand what you're looking for and how this podcast is helping you out. I think that's all for now, Laura. Do you have anything else to say to our listeners? No, I'm so excited to dig into the business side of things. That's all for now. (laughs) Bye. So my fellow bosses, did you enjoy that episode? Now it's time for you to make a solid plan and take action. But first, remember to subscribe and follow the Boss It podcast so you receive a notification whenever we drop an episode. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes. Take a screenshot of your review and share it on Instagram as a post or a story and tag us at Boss It Club. If Instagram is not your thing, no worries. Email your screenshot to podcast at bossitclub.com. As a massive thank you, we will be sending you our top 50 tips for starting and scaling a business. This list is exclusively for podcast reviewers, so don't miss out. Now remember, bosses, make a plan and take action in all aspects of your life. Yes, you can have it all.